There are lots of memories and outlooks alike on the day you say it's your birthday. Actually, it's my birthday this weekend. In the past, I'd go out of my way to disregard the date and to plead without success to family members to forget all about it. Ironically, the more I would plead, the more attention became focused on celebrating the day. I think there might be something Freudian in that conundrum. But these days, we find ourselves in anything but normal circumstances. It looks to me that I'm entering that phase of birthday life when it's not only okay to recognize the date of my birth, but also to honor it in the days preceding and revere it in the days following. When I became old enough to equate birthdays with presents, those annual visits to February 13th grew in stature to a place just behind Christmas. In some ways, it was even better than the Yuletide because I was the sole focus, a circumstance which at least theoretically guaranteed more gifts. Even if the theory didn't necessarily prove itself out, just being the kid of the day added to the excitement. When I was allowed to host birthday parties, things got even better. I could invite my friends to the house all at the same time, and naturally each friend brought a gift. Following this revelation, I asked one year whether I might invite all of my first grade classmates to my birthday gala. Nope. Mom always wanted to know what I wanted for dinner on my birthday, and more importantly, what kind of birthday cake I wanted white cake, chocolate frosting. I suppose I might have reached the ripe old ages of middle school when the idea of a birthday party became uncool. Hanging out with the guys replaced organized games, and we were never interested in anything uncool like cake and ice cream. I continued to appreciate receiving presents from my family members, of course, as long as the giving was done in the privacy of a quiet family dinner, which continued to be dictated by the birthday boy, right down to the same white cake and chocolate frosting. College days brought about significant change as I was no longer at home when my big day arrived. Gift receipt ground to a screeching halt. Even on my birthday, my buddy's financial conditions warranted little more than a beer at Eddie's, 25 cents. But birthday celebrations took on a collective feel. Everyone's birthday was worthy of carousing, so parties were back in vogue, especially at the magic age of 21, the age of so-called maturity. I'm not sure about anyone else, but I spent my 21st at college in a condition referred to as campused, meaning that from 6 p.m. on Friday until 6 p.m. on Sunday, I was not allowed to leave my room except for meals and could receive no visitors other than my roommate. Oh, by the way, I was innocent of all rules violations. I pretty much graduated away from adult age birthday parties about the time I graduated from college. But as often as not, despite the busyness of work and life tasks, the day was marked by a special dinner with Katie, something which had become a rare gift of its own. 
Eventually, the arrival of children rekindled the excitement of my birthday across all ages in our household. The energy was clearly for the benefit of little eyes filled with Christmas-style wonder once again. But it was my day that triggered the sense of adventure. Middle age arrived with an outright denial of birthdays. Our national culture and our own psyches both demanded that youth was to be served and birthdays represented the unwanted truth of passing years. U.S. custom dictated that aging was the bane of useful life and that one's worth was inversely related to one's age. The older, the less value. 30, not to be trusted. 40, middle age and over the hill. 50, thinking retirement. 60, gone with the wind. 70, old age. 80, a family treasure. So birthday merriments took a backseat once more, though for a much different reason than the taciturnity of teenage. Curiously, I did save greeting cards from every one of those threshold ages the day must have meant something to me after all. By age 70 or so, any resistance to birthday recognitions, whether prompted by society or vanity, began falling away once more. Instead of shying away from acknowledgement of my age, I started to wear it with some degree of pride. Today, the event is couched in surprise and awe. Surprised that I have lasted this long and awe in looking back at a lifetime of gifted experiences. Yes, I have joined that club of septuagenarians and beyond who are old enough, finally, to accept birthdays for what they are. Testaments to our presence on earth, whether for good or ill, and one of the single happiest days in our mother's lives. And that is worth the celebration all by itself. I guess the only time when birthdays are not good is when we stop having them.